chance An unscuffered paradise Forget New York and California There's a better place now close your eyes Take my hand We are almost there Our favorite place on earth Massachusetts Good evening, New England, and welcome to Taste of Massachusetts, helping you program your GPS for New England. I'm your host, Vincent Arichetti, and we are live on AMA 30 WCRN, as well as the Spark Radio Network out of Brockton. We're here every Thursday and Friday, 7 to 9 p.m., and you can find all of our great content on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter or by using hashtag Taste of Mass. Uh, you can join the conversation tonight by calling 508-871-7000. That's 508-871-7000. Once again, I'm your host, Vincent Eric Henning, and co-hosting with me tonight back, by popular demand, Lisa from Pork and Pints, Boston. Yes. <laughs> How are you? I actually changed my name on Instagram after hearing you telling, <laughs> telling me so many times Add the Boston, add the Boston, and uh, reluctantly, I did it, and uh, I think I made the right choice. Good, good, good. I'm, I'm very, <laughs> very happy to hear that, very happy to see it. I remember when I saw her, and I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> someone actually listened to me. Holy cow. Um, You're a smart man. I try to be. Um, the Your other account, which I love the name, uh, collaboration between you and your boyfriend is called what? Love Me, Feed Me. Love Me, Feed Me. I love that name. Uh, I can never remember That's pretty much all we do. We just feed each other. Yep, exactly. (laughs) There's some love there. As all great uh, relationships should be based on food. Yeah, absolutely. So Pork and Pints Boston. uh, Two of my favorite things. Yes, exactly. Craft beer and and anything pork product. Well, you're going to notice I I kind of pulled a lot of stories related to... well, both, but probably a little bit more the pints than the than the pork this week, just because uh, that that just happens. You know the way to my heart. Yeah, exactly. Start with the beer, <laughs> and then uh, and then pork products after. Yeah. Uh, and of course, behind the glass tonight, Cam from Cam at WCRN dot com for all those uh, all those interested. Cam, how are you? <laughs> I'm good. How are you? Uh, Cam, you uh, took a hit for the team. Well, I don't know if it was a hit for the team, but you had a whatever the gigantic Big Mac. Uh, that has come out from McDonald's. Uh, for the first time, you you had one of those right before the show. Yes. And I wanted you um, quickly to give your take. Well, uh, I was surprised when it tasted exactly like a Big Mac, but bigger. <laughs> uh, and uh, but no, it was it was delicious. It was ju- it was just a huge Big Mac. Well, you you did comment that it was much larger. So this larger. is the Grand Mac. Yes. yes. It was way bigger than I thought it was going to be, too. It <laughs> now, was huge. Now, <laughs> what, the original Big Mac is two, I believe it's one-eighth pounds, so we're talking about a quarter pound total. But this new one, I think, is one-sixth? Yeah, it's, it's, a, <clears throat> it's a third overall. A third, wow. Yeah, this thing was big. And But you uh, you handled it well. Yeah, it was... And you 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 got another uh, another sandwich on top of that? Yeah, I got I also got a McChicken, nice. uh, a four piece nugget, and a medium fry. Uh, unfortunately, my, <laughs> oh my McChicken God. was not a McChicken; it was a hamburger with like. I believe that's called a, a healthy balance. Yeah, probably. <laughs> it's called a bait and switch. Right. What I, it really was was God telling me to calm down. I just love the fact that uh, you both are like these tiny, skinny little people, and yet you're putting away food like crazy. Uh, Cam, Cam, I, th- I don't think you met Lisa before, but um, she admitted to doing 
what I think is a boss move. I could never, I could never <laughs> handle this. But uh, when she gets a breakfast sandwich from Dunkin' Donuts, go yeah. ahead, tell us what you do. I order double the insides. Double. Wow. And now you're talking about the Big Mac or the Grand Mac. Um, shamefully, I'm going to admit that I always remove the middle bread. It just gets really? in the way. <laughs> I, I like, oh and I think I found my soulmate. Uh, last week I went out to breakfast, and for some reason, this place that I always go to in Stoneham, I've never had it before, but it was the all-meat sandwich. Now, I'm talking about it had... Wait, what's the name of the restaurant? Uh, Pigeon, well... <laughs> I'm scrolling through your... your... P- P- it's Pignon's. Um, but I, I don't even know if that's pronounced right. Pigeonins, pige, yeah. Okay. It's in downtown Stoneham. Great breakfast place, a couple weeks ago. Um, hash, oh, I'll find it, don't you worry. <laughs> it was hash, bacon, ham, sausage, and egg. It was on this buttery crescent, yeah, it was fantastic. Hash, bacon, sausage, and egg. Mm-hmm. And so, but you said it was a sandwich, but it's not a sandwich. Oh, no, it was a sandwich. So what was it wrapped in, or what was the... Oh, it was on a um, croissant. (laughs) Of course. The buttery... Basically, the pork (laughs) of the bread. But you uh, actually couldn't even pick it up. I I think I spend... There's no shame in in how I eat. Uh, So (laughs) it's not very graceful, to say the least. I was going to say, I've seen you eat before, and it's... uh, You're you're graceful, but I think it was just because it was all Italian... uh, Stuff from uh, Abadanza, you're like, well, I guess if I have to use a fork. Silverware. <laughs> I, I like the fact that you removed the word fork from your uh, name, but you left pork and pints in there. Like, <laughs> yeah, you, you're just gonna priority, cut, cut through the chase. Mm-hmm. Um, you do not need the utensils. No, not at all. So I did. Um, I do want to kind of get into shout-outs uh, that you had, had and have, because uh, you haven't been on the show for a while, and I've been following... Uh, a lot of the places you've been to. But one of the places I was very happy to see, uh, New China Pearl in <gasps> Woburn. Oh. Excellent Chinese. Do you understand how dangerous this is? Yeah. Now, <laughs> I love dim sum. Yep. I recently just moved from, I was on the Dorchester-Quincy line. Now, if anybody knows, Quincy, you go down Hancock Street, and every corner there's amazing dim sum. You don't yep. even have to go to Chinatown. And don't get me wrong, I have so many favorites in Chinatown. But uh, I went to the pet store with my boyfriend, and you saw this little top of a building. I'm like, what's that? He's like, oh, they have, you know what, dim sum in there. Nope, forget it. Whole afternoon spent in there. Now, can I tell you, dim sum is the best value for anything that you're going to eat on the weekend. You can fill up, and between the two of us, we spent under $40 and could barely move after. So. Well, I mean, I'm looking at at least three of the posts, and I'm like, wow, so all this was less than 40 Yeah, I mean, forget it when a uh, dumpling cart passes my oh, boyfriend yes. or I. <laughs> Just don't. <laughs> it's like it has a, a, we have a radar for it. We're like, oh, it's coming, it's well, coming. One of the things you got at New China Pearl in Woburn that I saw, and I was like, what actually caught my attention initially was... Um, the hot dog wrapped in the <gasps> sweet pastry dough and I doubted steamed. It. I'm going to admit, <laughs> admit it. I doubted. It was uh, incredibly salty. And then this, like, <laughs> sweet pastry dough. It was uh, pigs wrapped in uh, pigs in a blanket, yep. but just uh, supersized. It taken to so the So how Cam had a supersized Big Burger, Mac, yes. I had, yeah. 
Supersize uh, pigs in a blanket. <sighs> as soon as I saw it, because initially that's what I thought. I thought it was pigs in a blanket, and then I read it, and I'm like, oh, no, wait. That's not a sausage. That is I a actually, hot dog. I, well, I thought it was a joke when my boyfriend had ordered it. I'm like, what? He's like, oh, wait. Just just wait. I mean, I, I was, he had to pick me up off the floor. I fell over. It's <laughs> fantastic. Um, but it is. It not is, good for the sodium intake, but, you know. I was going to say, though, but you seem to, uh, you both seem to handle this ridiculously well. I mean, I, God, I, I like, I'm so. I'm, I'm a veteran of binge eating McDonald's. You're only 23. Yeah, uh, well, one time in high school, uh, my friends <laughs> dared me to see if I could eat an entire day's worth of calories in one trip to McDonald's, and I did that. 2,100 calories in one trip. I don't think it would be that difficult for you. <laughs> oh, it was, it, it was painful. Yeah, I mean, I don't think I could do that, but uh, good on you guys. So 508-871-7000 is the number to join us here on Taste of Massachusetts. When we come back, uh, we're going to do some more shout-outs with Lisa from... Pork and Pines Boston on Instagram and uh, get into some housekeeping. All great stuff coming up here on Taste of Massachusetts. Five zero eight eight seven one seven thousand is the number to join us here on Taste of Massachusetts. Welcome back, everybody. Sitting here, thousand is the number to join us here on Taste of Massachusetts. Welcome back, everybody. Sitting here with uh, co-hosting tonight, Lisa from Fork and I'm sorry. So yeah, I messed it up. Fork <laughs> and Pints, Boston, all one word, on Instagram. Um, we like to kind of do some shout-outs to the at the start of the show. Uh, I know Lisa hasn't been in in a while, so we've got a bunch of places. So um, I think what i'm going to do is uh just basically toss it to you and let's uh let's go wherever you like with shout outs i definitely have to mention i was just up in portland one of my favorite favorite foodie cities i think it's incredibly underrated mm-hmm. and for anybody in this area it's only an hour and a half drive it's yeah that's un- nothing believable and there's so many great places it's a lot of like farm to table um, some of my hotspots that I always go to for oysters, if you're a fan of seafood, Eventide is amazing. Um, great, great craft beer selection, too. And just on that same street by the waterfront, uh, there's a place called Duck Fat. Yes. Um, it will change your life. Awesome, uh, awesome. Duck Fat Fries. <laughs> I always get them with the duck confit on top. Uh, it's like so wait, poutine heaven. Wait, Duck Fat Fries with? With duck confit on top. I didn't know that they, oh, my God. That's an add-on. Oh, yeah. I, I'm a huge fan of duck. I almost never get it because it's, you know, you have to go someplace that knows how to do it. And, oh, my God. Yeah. And my ultimate favorite restaurant, we always go to dinner when we go up there, Central Provisions. Mm-hmm. It is unbelievable. Now, we were actually going to go up on New Year's Eve. They were closed for a private event because they just opened up Tippo, which is their new sister restaurant. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we planned a weekend vacation the week after. We get there right as uh, they're supposed to be opening at 5 o'clock. It's all dark, and I'm like, hmm, they're closed. So Plan B, one of their other really acclaimed restaurants up in Portland, 4th Street, which is right down um Probably one of the best uh, whole fish that you're going to have. I had the roasted black bass. Um, was it ill-tempered? Oh, my God. It was amazing. Well, it's oh, no one because... gets my joke. <laughs> Do you remember uh, Austin Powers? He has the sea bass. and yes. he says, Are they at least... yeah, With so the okay. lasers. Yes. With... 
the freaking lasers on their freaking It's heads. funny, <laughs> too, because I'm somebody, and, and my boyfriend's the same. We like to watch yeah. the kitchen, especially open kitchens. And the hostess started bringing us to the back of the restaurant. And we're like, do you actually mind if we have the two seats right next to, like, where the action's going on? They're like, it gets really smoky. Are you sure? A lot of people don't <laughs> like sitting there. I'm like, I can handle it, especially working in the industry. I, oh, yeah. Yeah. But that, it, is, it is funny. Like, people are... There is still that bugaboo of I don't want to be seated near the kitchen. Oh my god! And now no. everyone wants. That's where they want to I'm be. I'm just always amazed, and I gave so much praise to the uh, chef that was working oven because he was getting his butt kicked. <laughs> and it's funny how you can see all the tickets coming in at normal the two hour turns because mm-hmm. I like to do a long, you know, cocktails and wine and yeah. Um, it. I'm just went up to him after I'm like. I know how hard and, and what you're doing, and yeah, so, phenomenal. Uh, uh, one place, uh, I'm going to bring it back down to Salem, because, I th- was this your birthday or no? Yeah, it was on yep, your birthday. on okay. Monday. <laughs> so you went so to Salem. I'm oh. over the whole bar scene, you know, get yep. all your friends to go out at night. How I celebrate my birthday, all my friends that have, um, like, midweek day off, we just drink and eat. <laughs> well, one of the places you went to, I love, and I I completely think this place is always underrated. No one ever talks about it. Uh, Victoria Station in Salem. <gasps> I forgot how good their salad bar is. Yes. Do you know how? Yes. <laughs> just uh, it it's something I don't think that people appreciate anymore. And when you have a really really great salad bar that has all the toppings, and there's nothing better than making this mountain of because I only use like four, maybe four or five pieces of lettuce. Right. <laughs> and then everything else is toppings. Well, the, the, because the big thing with, with salad bars is now everyone does them as an afterthought. Because salad bars weren't supposed to be an afterthought, oh, let's do it easy so we don't have to deal with it mm-hmm. type of thing, which is what they've kind of become, Ruby Tuesdays. But, <laughs> oh, I wish Andy, uh, the other producer, Andy, loves Ruby Tuesdays. I have no clue why. I mean, it, there's nothing wrong with That's Ruby Tuesdays. That's wicked funny. He does. I don't know why. <laughs> like, there's nothing wrong with Ruby Tuesdays, but like, he loves it. Like, and he was there was one down the street that just closed. It's an interesting. And, and he's uh, just so he's like, love. oh, I'm so upset. I'm like, anyway. We uh, he we met one of the other kids who was going to be doing the football games with us, and that's where we met him. That's wicked funny. He because pro- probably because the Andy yeah, shows. and he's like, oh, we'll be meeting at the Ruby Tuesdays down the street. <laughs> <laughs> so so many places do. The salad bar is an afterthought. Mm-hmm. So for, for Victoria Station, which is kind of a throwback, but a throwback in a good way, um, they really go above and beyond. Waldorf salad in there. Uh, every, I mean, yeah. everything that you, if, if you know of anyone who is over the age of, say, 60 that remembers what they used to be like when they actually took pride in their, in their salad bars. And the, you know, I really appreciate the really thick dressings. Yes. I, I don't know if that's like, but so many There is no watering have, those I down. I go to Whole Foods, mm-hmm. and I feel like it's just all thin vinaigrette. I don't want vinaigrette. I want creamy. I want, like, chunky. Yeah, I just, it's great. Like, they but have blue the cheese dressing does. and blue cheese crumble. Yes. Both on there at the same time. So it was like, you know, for $5, you can add on a salad bar. I'm like, that don't even just <laughs> yeah just give me a plate. take my money <laughs> thank you um but you also had so i one of the things i loved their um their prime rib they'll char it for you i love blackened prime rib um i love century in- house in Danvers, really good spot for prime rib they do prime rib wednesdays i believe it's 
1599. It's around really? that, yeah. Well, one of the things you got at Victoria Station, which I always get, scallops wrapped in bacon. Yes. Oh my God, it's like, such a classic. Get, uh, get, uh, Cam, get the applause line for that. Like seriously, <laughs> scallops. There's nothing better than that. Yeah. Thank you. The sweetness with the, you know, like maple flavor and. and well, that's the thing. They they salt. add a little bit of maple to it, or they use maple bacon, whatever. But a lot of places won't do scallops wrapped in bacon because it's a lot of work. It's a lot of prep time. Um, I have started to see, and I keep telling places to do it, shrimp wrapped in bacon, which is much easier to execute and just as good. Plus, you have the little tail, so you actually have a handle. Mm-hmm. But that, you know, like, it's actually crazy. good. I did that yep. before as an appetizer. Just brush it with a little barbecue sauce. Yep. Fantastic. Always good. And, and you then, just skewer it with a toothpick. Pop it in the oven, and you're good. And the other thing you had uh, were their wings, which, again, uh, I just like giving shout-outs to places that do great wings because um, I don't think they're as easy as people think. I think wings are probably harder than, like, a lot of places you're starting to see do barbecue as a side in, in addition to everything else. Mm-hmm. I think barbecue is technically easy now because, not easy, but you know, do it low and slow, don't go crazy with the sauce, get a good piece of meat. You're done. That's all there is. Wings takes a little bit of skill. Um, and I think people shy away from buffalo wings or even something on the bone. Mm-hmm. Cause they're like, I have to be dainty. I have to be cute while I eat. And I'm like, no, no, no. You want it on the bone. There's nothing more, you know, just like. Now, have you been to, um, I'm assuming you've been to Angela's in on Route 1. Yes. Their wings are so good that you can literally... Those are the coal fire wings. Yes, mm-hmm. but literally, just fork and knife, you can pull in one right fell off. swoop all the all the meat off. Mm-hmm. Um, Angel, Angela, Angel, no, Anthony's, which is similar concept, very similar uh, product, just as good, I think. Um, I, I, I don't know, there's something that Angela's does uh, on Route 1... I, I don't know if they, like, soak it in buttermilk first. There's a little bit of tang that I really, really oh. like. And, yeah, I mean, it's... <laughs> you are talking my language. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, so, I like, I always default... Everyone always says, where's your favorite wings? And I'm like, favorite straight up, Angela's. But Angel, but Anthony's is just as... Is as good, but it's, like, what you like. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, like, now I've... Trying to prepare for next week for a Super Bowl food show and i'm already starting to compile all these wing places and i'm just like man how am i gonna it's such a classic appetizer and i think some places maybe take it a little too far and don't get me wrong i do like the variety Mm -hmm. but when they put all the different toppings and you know give me buffalo sauce i'm good nothing too crazy nothing too spicy i I do have even though i do like my spice yeah of course i do have to say i went to for the first time a couple weeks back um Hooters and their wings really are good. No, they they are. I like. I laugh. I think I saw that on I, your Instagram. I felt so. I felt so weird because I kind of made fun of them. I never said they were bad, but you know, I made fun of them for so long, and then I went and I'm like, wow, the food is good. And then they came out with the commercial. Our wings are so good. You'll come here just for the food. And I thought that was great. So five zero eight eight seven one seven thousand is the number to join us here on Taste of Massachusetts. We'll be right back after this. Well, we can dance if we want 
1-800-516-1170. 1-800-516-1170. 1170. <laughs> like, Mezcal. Uh, I'm going right through. I like the smoky flavor. Everything. Beer, tequila, beer, tequila, beer, tequila. <laughs> bacon, bacon, bacon. Like, it's so, it's so amazing. Oh, you're Scrolling making me through. blush. <laughs> I know. Scrolling through, it's like, oh, look, she found bacon on anything. Like, mm-hmm. bacon on. All right, all right, add it. Yeah, or, well, that is too. <laughs> um,. So, uh, I, before, I do, I want to keep talking about stuff just because your account, uh, has so much and we haven't, uh, we haven't chatted in a while. Um, but, um, uh, a few other places you've been. I know you said, uh, during the break you visited, I'm sorry, I'm going to mess up the name because in Salem, there's three restaurants with very similar names. Mm-hmm. There's Tavern on the Green, which is in the Hawthorne Hotel. Yes. There's Tavern on the Square, which is part of a local chain that does awesome, awesome breakfasts. Um, er, I'm sorry, uh, brunches every Saturday and Sunday. And then the third place is the place you went to in Salem called... Village Tavern. The Village Tavern. Yes. So that's uh, right next to the movie theater, the Salem Cinema. Yep. And in the uh, Salem Mall. Yes, there is a mall in Salem, <laughs> apparently. That's what they tell me. Uh, and the, yeah, they do trivia on Monday night. And lucky, uh, luckily enough, I have friends that are smart in at least one genre. So music, uh, and yep. we came in second place. But they have a great beer selection. Uh, Surprise. Yeah, it was my birthday, and I did not partake in the. Um, oh, this was shot. all still on your birthday? Oh, this is all one day. My we God. went from noon till I got home maybe eleven. Wow! See, that's why you need. You had a food. good sleep that night, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was out for like three days. Um, okay, so one place that I really need to ask you about, and the reason is, I've seen everyone talking about this restaurant called the Little Donkey. Oh my God! Now, um, you're the first person I know. No, like I mean, I know people, but like you're the first person I like actually have met. No. Um, just that's in the in this world of social media, you know what I mean. If you know what <laughs> yes. I mean, so um, you went to the Little Donkey. I see one, two, three, four, uh, five. It, there's no oysters. Six. In there. S- we had eight. six. Okay, we I had see. eight courses. Oh my God. Okay, so <laughs> uh, just take me through. Um, so take me through some of these. The first one. We went well. We went there on New Year's Eve. Right. Now I am a uh, open table stalker. So whenever you know, if you go on Open Table or any sort of reservation app, yep. and you can't find a reservation, wait until like two hours before because there's always going to be people right, that minute. drop it. So if you can't find anything for Valentine's Day. Wait till Valentine's Day. Don't <laughs> yell at your boyfriend <laughs> because he hasn't made a reservation. He's actually smart for doing that. Oh, boy. So a uh, reservation popped up on New Year's Eve for Little Donkey, and it's owned by Jamie Bissonette and Ken Oranger that own Copa in Toro, Yep. which are amazing restaurants in the South End. So this is another version right in Central Square on uh, Cambridge Street. And uh started with some oysters, cocktails. We... Whenever I see it, just like a, a pork product, yep. I see uni or foie gras. I yep. first I faint and then I order it. Uh, <laughs> so we both we had two of those dishes. Wow. The foie gras was just very simple on a piece of crostini toast. I think it was underneath a uh, green tomato jam, 
So you get a lot of those just if if anybody's ever had foie gras, you bite into it, it's just a burst of like fat. Yeah, it, but but done well. The if, best if, fat you could ever imagine. If done well. If yes. not done well, and I have had bad foie gras. And don't and I don't want to sound fancy. No, no, no. Like, right. I eat foie gras. And no, you uni. no. You eat now, duck fat. You you, yeah. you, eat, you eat goose fat. Basically, is what you're saying. I'm a very uh, you know I look at prices. Yep. I'm talking about this dish. I think was twelve dollars. So it's not like astronomical yeah. prices. Um, and then we also ordered, very simple, a potato gratin. It had giant shaved black truffles all I, over I it. I was looking at that now, too. Unbelievable. So I want to ask you about a couple of other things in here, but I do want to really quickly go, I think, to Carl in Boston. Carl, you're on Taste of Massachusetts. How are you? Uh, how you been? Haven't heard from you from a while. Uh, hope you're doing well. Uh, what uh, What do you want to ask us? What do you got? Uh, what do you got going? Well, since it's been six months, I got a report real quick. I did what you said. I peeled my tomatoes and froze them, Vinny. I just thawed them out in a jar, and man, it's right off the vine. It's a true experiment that worked great. And listen, bud, you're, when you told me about making the whole garlic cloves. After they bake, when you mash them, it creates like a paste, a completely different flavor effect. You totally brought my restaurant quality at home <laughs> to the next level. That's awesome. It's so funny. My father's doing that today with uh, roast chicken. There's nothing better than whole roasted garlic. No, nope. especially slow, and it just gets sweet. There's mm-hmm. no other way to say it. Yeah, it really isn't. Hey, speaking of restaurant, Mario Batali's homemade sauces. $10, and it happened to be uh, $7 off, so I loaded my cabinet. It tastes so good when you open it, you can like drink it out of the bottle, and it's just like off the vine. It's amazing, the flavor and the quality. Well, I mean, they can't, he can't get away with having bad sauce, I don't think. Well, yeah, Batali, the guy from The Chef on yeah, TV. Yeah, no, I know. I, I, I know. I uh, saw him at the grand opening of Italy in Boston, and uh, dude is short. That's all I have to say. Yeah, you got to put some... Um Clogs? Some, yeah, those. <laughs> no, he had the clogs on. And the he's, Crocs, yeah. Crocs, yeah. He's the uh, orange Crocs. Uh, really short, though, some regardless. Heels in those. Yeah, you know, <laughs> lifts maybe for him. Carl, anything else before I have to let you go? Vinny, I was traumatized. I was in tears this week. They let Hank Stoltz go in the morning. To hear your voice is great. I'm glad you're doing well. Keep it up, bud. We need people like you on the air. Thank you for the kind words. And, uh, yeah, Hank. Uh, Hank's going to be fine. I actually was talking to him today. I think he's uh, he's going to do very well for himself. I'm sure. I'm sure someone's going to grab him pretty quickly. Um, so I did. Uh, I did want to take Carl. We hadn't chatted with him in a long time, and I knew he was going to talk about tomatoes. <laughs> so I feel like I need to go home though. Yeah. Why? And make garlic. Oh yeah. No, later. I know. I know. Um, <laughs> you just so, got that in my head. Oh, I, I I swear to God, it was so funny. I was uh, visiting my parents earlier, and uh, my father was making a. Roast chicken, getting it ready, and uh, he's like, whole? I'm like, yep, leave him whole. He's like, all right. He's like, that's how they do them. I'm like, yep, mm-hmm. just bottom of the pan so that they don't. Anyway, I'm sure those were good. Um, back to the little donkey, you know, before we're so rudely interrupt. Just kidding, Kyle. <laughs> just kidding, Kyle. Um, Something so simple. Uh, we saw a burger on the menu, and I, oh, I saw it walk by. I mean, yes. that photo is unbelievable. No, I'm telling you, it was... Uh, it had bone marrow in the actual ground chuck. Yes. And then it had onion dip uh, mayo. Really? That was, yeah, crazy. And then uh, buffalo chips, it had jalapeno potato chips in it. Wow. Yeah. And foie gras. Mm-hmm. It wow. Was, it was phenomenal. 
So wait, buffalo pickles. So basically they put the buffalo spices from buffalo sauce into the pickle I, must jar? Be. Wow. I don't know how they do it, but I it's mean, magic. Yeah, I mean, it, it's, wow. Because mm-hmm. usually the vinegar would uh, negate the heat, but I guess they put enough in. But I saw that burger photo and I'm like, n- now mind you, I remember, because uh, you said this is New Year's Eve, right? Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> I remember seeing um, your photos go up like every five, ten minutes or whatnot. Not, I'm exaggerating. But mm-hmm. the first one I saw, I looked at it and I said, that looks good, but I don't know what it is. And it looks like they have popovers with it. And then I opened and I looked, Wagyu Steak Tartare. Oh, my God. Now, the best I would go with to black that pepper restaurant popovers, yeah. just for that dish. Well, because it's kind of so now. So I, a lot of people are weird with steak right, tartare. Right, right, it, right. It, it ha, it's a consistency thing. What they added, uh, it was like peppercorns or mustard seed that kind of gave it some sort of texture to it. Yeah, and they put black pepper in the popovers as mm-hmm. well. Now you take a scoop of that, yeah, smear it on the popover. You're in business. Well, so so now here's the thing about the little donkey. Everyone, I've I've seen and heard people posting and talking about it now for like two months, hardcore. Everyone talking about it. No one talked about steak tartare. No one talked about the um, the uh, gratin, potatoes gratin. No one talked. Oh, everyone talked about the burger. Sorry, you you didn't get a. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, everyone talked about the burger. Sorry about that. Um, um, and no one talked about the foie gras, which you you did, and uh, no one talked about the Perfiteral? profiteroles. Yeah, so they were green tea matcha profiteroles. That uh, there were a few of them covered in chocolate. Few, everybody- it's like a stack. <laughs> They're big. Yeah. Uh, one of their big desserts is a like an actual egg beater covered in right, cookie dough. Right, and that's what I see everyone getting. Yes. So, and I think with so many of these restaurants and people that are going on social media to find out, you know, where to eat, and yeah. they're getting the most popular things or maybe things that are common. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm, I don't know. I'm just an adventurous eater. I, I'll, I'll always try something. I've told you before. The only food that I do not like is canned tuna. <laughs> I, I actually can't. It gives me like a visceral reaction. Right. So, so whereas everyone is going for the um, the uh, burger, the blonde starlet, right? yeah. you're going for the uh, supporting actress. Yes. Who is and just, it's always the winner. Is always the, exactly. Mm-hmm. I do love the fact though with these profiteroles, and again because you you highlighted them, I haven't seen anyone else post about them. Uh, that doesn't mean they're not out there, but um, you actually mentioned that they're made with green tea and matcha. Matcha mm-hmm. is a type of uh, tea from South America. Um, I love that in baked goods and desserts, using tea, infusing those flavors. Unbelievable. Really, takes really it, subtle flavors. A- absolutely, absolutely takes it to the next level. Absolutely takes it to the next level. So I wanted to give you a lot of credit for that because uh, <laughs> everyone who was posting about the little donkey Go, was the same thing the, all the time. Thing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> 508 is the number to join us here on Taste of Massachusetts. We'll be right back after this.
1-800-511-7000 is the number to join us here on Taste of Massachusetts. Welcome back, everybody. Sitting here with Lisa from, I'm always going to say it wrong now, Pork and Pines, Boston. Um, it's so weird because like you're I I tag you in so much stuff. Now that, like, being it comes on the right show, up. this is my fourth, my third, fourth, fourth, fourth. Yeah. Uh, I've given you three name changes. I know, right? <laughs> but this is this is the one you but think finally, is gonna. Yeah, no, this I, is gonna I pop. I listened to you. You said add the Boston. I did it. I did it for you. Well, th- the sad thing is, it's because a lot of people don't know. Like a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Uh, oops, sorry. A lot of restaurants uh, when they search, they're they're only. They don't know how to do like a lot of the very intricate searching because how would they? Why would they? So they just use the word Boston, even if they're in Saugus or Quincy or whatever. They just they just do Boston, and um, so it just makes it easier for them to find you because a lot of people are like, oh yeah, I'm Boston, blah blah blah, and they live in Randolph. Right. And, but 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 they're smart to do that because that's you know that's why even Taste of Massachusetts, my handle. Uh, even that, I kind of, I kind of feel it's weird because a lot of people only search Boston; they forget mm-hmm. to search Massachusetts. So whatever. Anyway, um, okay. So you, uh, it's been too long for you to be, be on uh, to to have not been on the show. So I know it's you, before you the ma- holidays. Yeah, I mean, it's been like which seven weeks. Both of at us least. being Italian, that's what it's all about. Right. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> um, but it's been like seven weeks, like almost two months. So. Uh, we got to keep going with some more shout-outs, and one of them, uh, Central Provisions that you went to in Cambridge, right? Or is that Somerville? I, I always forget. Central is in Portland. Oh, no, I'm sorry. What's what's the one we just... The, the Little Donkey. No, 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 no. The the stack of uh, fried chicken, ribs. Oh, that is in Somerville, Southern Kin. Southern Kin. Oh, my yes. God, all these names. No, we had talked about it right. before on the show when uh, Diva of the Vines... Yes, from, Tony's brother yes. is actually a chef there, mm-hmm. and, and I... She never told me. I'm like, dude, I give you so many shout-outs. Just let me know. No, I was giving him so much praise because right. I had been there before for brunch. Right. And, yes, I'm that person that's <laughs> there at 10 o'clock in the morning waiting for your door to open. And it was phenomenal. I mean, chicken, one of the best uh, chicken and waffles yep. absolutely you're going to find and, in the Boston area. And in a world where everyone's doing chicken and waffles. Mm-hmm. Well, it's nice because they add uh, habanero to their... The inside of the chicken and ah. also the syrup, but the sweetness from the waffle. Finally, I went there for dinner, and they have this great thing. It's nice to share, and that's what I do a lot of times when I'm out to eat. Mm-hmm. It's a bucket of fried chicken. It, uh, they're famous biscuits, and I think he might be one of the chefs that makes the biscuits. Yeah. We were having a conversation about that. And then you can add, of course, the slab of uh, ribs, ribs on the right top. on top. But it comes in a bucket, so mm-hmm. it's kind of like... A little treasure chest where you have the ribs on top, then the then the uh, biscuits, then the oh, chicken on the that. bottom. Like that's awesome. It's like awesome. that new thing where everybody's doing the fried ba- uh, buckets. I mean, fried uh, boiled with crawfish. And oh yeah, you're right, and, right, right. And it's just like you keep digging and digging. And there's more and, and more stuff. <laughs> it's fantastic. Uh, we also one of the best things I think they have on there. It's called uh, white trash nachos. Oh my god! And it is pork rinds. Pork rinds, and then on the side, 
is a skillet of cheesy polenta with it was onion, peppers, corn. Well, it's not. It's probably grits, it's like not a grit. polenta. Like, well, no, it's the same thing, but call it, it yeah. call it grits just because, like, you don't want to confuse can you, can anyone right now. Can you tell my Italians coming over? No, but like. Well, it's it's. Uh, I think it was Emeril Lagasse that said, you know, those Italians are brilliant. Grits, two ninety nine a pound. Polenta, seven ninety nine right. a pound. <laughs> well, that whenever people are like, "What's polenta?" I'm like, oh, it's kind of like grits. an Italian style. Grits. Yeah. Um, but it is it is funny. I didn't realize because I'd seen your photo and I knew that they did something called um, white trash nachos. I did not realize those were pork rinds. I thought it was just like fried tortillas mm-hmm. or whatever. I or, really or, or wanted to Cheetos. hate it, and I loved it. So they were pork rinds? <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, my God. And then they had another great dish that was fried green tomato with pork belly on it. Super simple, but those flavors together is, yeah, pork belly. So, of course, Pork and Pines Boston is going to absolutely love that place. <laughs> of course. So, Cam, if uh, if you need uh, if you need a better cholesterol challenge, got to go to Southern Kin in Cambridge. <laughs> Sounds good to me. That was, uh, man... Oh my God, that is not. It shouldn't be that good, and it is. No, it's well, it's. I don't know how they even thought of that using pork rinds for not like. Oh my God, smart, smart, crazy. Hey, as long as people like it, I I gotta say it's probably great beer food though. Like, Mm -hmm. uh, one of the best things I ever had with beer, like as far as pairing it, matching it, flavors wise, was um, a little gherkin pickle with cream cheese. And sour and and um, sour cream and chive dip wrapped in what? a yeah wrapped. Wait, you're losing Wait, me. Wait, and you're then <laughs> and then it was wrapped. So I'm they, okay, Let me let me go let me go in reverse order. Uh, take a take a piece of like ham, like okay. you know just like deli ham. Okay, smear it with um, cream cheese and. Uh, okay, sour cream and onion. You're bringing me back now because I right. think the bread is useless. Right. <laughs> We're going here. And then put a, like a pickle in it and then roll it up. <laughs> and that, like, the, the, I swear to God, I was at, believe it or not, it was a political event, uh, just like a political house party for like a politician, whatever. And uh, one, uh, this girl I know, I'm like, she she made them. I'm like, what are those? And she told me. And she, I'm like, what? Because it sounds weird, right? Mm-hmm. And she says, just try one. I'm like, all right, fine. And I tried one. I'm like, I need a beer. Yeah. And I, I'm not even a beer no, it's, person. No, it's true that, you know, connotation with even uh, bar nuts and right. beers, saltiness, it's fantastic. Something that people don't think about, and you'll see them a lot in my pictures, I love oysters. A lot of people don't think about pairing beer and oysters. The saltiness and the brininess cut a lot of beers if you're going to have like a stout or but really it, a, a yeah, dark ale. But it makes it, well, it it uh, it brings out, it, it accentuates both flavors. Mm-hmm. My father told me that and he said, um, it's weird we're talking about Mario Batali. He, Mario Batali was interviewed and he said the best thing to have with oysters is a Guinness. And... My father, I forget, I think it was like Easter. We went somewhere after everyone went home and just had oysters and were chatting. And he's like, yeah, we got to try it. And we tried it. And I said, oh, yeah, I think it works. And my father's like, ah, you're nuts. Anything's, <laughs> if it's an oyster, anything's going to be good with it. Yeah. If you, you know. Well, actually, uh, Night Shift Brewing yes, in Everett, Everett, they have a fantastic beer, Harborside, which is made with Island Creek oysters. So they take a big sack of Island Creek oysters, put it in the mash. And so while they're adding the hops, all that 
salinity is coming out into the beer. It's crazy brininess, but it works. It uh, it always, anytime anyone talks about oysters in anything, I always have to bring up Dolly Madison, uh, fifth first lady of the country or whatever. Uh, her favorite flavor of ice cream was oyster ice cream. What? Yep, and they will make it at Sturbridge Village. Uh, once a year, Sturbridge Village has this uh, ye old ice cream making event weekend, huh. and they will make oyster ice cream. Interesting. Yeah, I. I don't know. I don't. I don't even think I could try it. Just knowing. I don't get me wrong. I'm all about the savory. Right. And it, it, it's really interesting when you do go to you know a gelato store or right. an ice cream place, and you see these flavors that necessarily aren't sweet, but that savory side. Pretzel, salted caramel, all that stuff. But oh yeah, all day. Uh, I don't know about oysters. <laughs> 508-871-7000 is the number to join us here. When we come back, uh, I think we'll get into some real housekeeping, uh, maybe one or two of the events. I don't think we need to go through all of them again. And then uh, Wide World Food when we come back. Everybody, hour number two of Taste of Massachusetts. I'm your host, Vincent Arichetti. Joining me tonight, Lisa from Pork and Pints Boston on Instagram. Cam from at I eat in a McDonald's, McDonald's burgers <laughs> Cam at officialmcdonaldsfanclub.com. You should totally start that. McDonald's that definitely a McDonald's fan. No, club. you should start McDonald's Fan Club Boston on Instagram. Right? Yeah. And then just start posting a boatload of McDonald's stuff and tag them. I guarantee you, if you get at least like a thousand or two thousand followers after a few months, they'll start sending you free food or, right. or free coupons. And then get a McGriddle with double meat. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag Lisa. So good. Oh my God. I think I would die if I ate any more McDonald's than I already <laughs> eat. And if then I become the official Boston area. Yeah, and then you would be forced. Yeah, then to I'd die. You, I see. I was gonna say you could become the Jared of McDonald's, but then like, yeah, I was no, like, not, oh, wait a minute, I don't need a. Not what I'm shooting for. <laughs> that, that was a bad, uh, bad decision. You could be the. I don't even know. I don't know. Oh well. I digress. Um, I, I do want to get into a, uh, at least one or two uh, housekeeping stories. Here we talked about a lot of these uh, last night. I, ju- I do want to mention at least one of them. Uh, the chocolate festival in Harvard Square is tomorrow at 1 p.m. and it is free. It's free. It's uh, free for an hour. It's an hour-long uh, event. Saturday, January 28th, from 1 to 2 p.m. in Brattle Plaza, Cabot's Candy, Crema Cafe, David's Tea, El Jefe's Taqueria, Flower Bakery, Henrietta's Table, Hotel Tria. J.P. Lick, Shake Shack, Starbucks, Tate Bakery, Toscano, Wagamama, and Zenkins all participating. Uh, and it is a free event in Harvard Square. Go to harvardsquare.com for all information. Um, There's a lot of places I like on there. I know. That's why I, I had to give them a shout-out. It's probably going to be Bedlam. It's probably going to be crazy, but uh, <laughs> it's a free event. So People are afraid of the cold, though. You think? I don't like going outside. Oh my god, today was so nice was until beautiful. about 
4.30. Yeah. <laughs> and then it's just like, ha And then we were reminded kidding. that it's, uh, you know, end of January yeah. in, in New England. Well, like about a half hour before I got to, I think I got here around 5.15-ish or whatever. When I got out of my car, the thing I noticed, massive wind, massive cold, and I was like, wait a minute, I was just, I just got out of my car, you know, I just driving maybe 50 minutes. There's no, like, wow, craziness. <laughs> anyway, um, also going on on January 31st, we were talking about this. I'm trying to give people a heads up. There is going to be a Big Mac ATM located in Kenmore Square at the Kenmore Square McDonald's from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. Once again, this is January 31st. This is Tuesday. McDonald's reps will be handing out coupons for comped burgers on the Huntington Ave Bridge. I don't know how, why or how, but okay. Uh, for those unable to attend, I think it's because they moved the location for, for whatever reason, mm-hmm. so they're kind of feeling bad and giving people comped, whatever. Uh, so this is a pop-up. I don't think this is really an ATM. Uh, we've, we've been talking about this. I think what it is is it's just a big, like, box that looks nice and... You're not actually getting your Big Mac from... An ATM. I think there's people behind there and you're pushing buttons and uh, I think what you need to do is you send out a tweet and then uh, send out a tweet that you're at the Big Mac ATM and as soon as you hit send, you get a free burger. But uh, it's still a free burger and still a Big Mac ATM and I still think it's a pretty cool inventive uh yeah they're thing. really trying to push their uh marketing well I, <laughs> well they just had on what was it yesterday yep. you could well it was uh, locations all across the country and you had to uh go to a specific location and say the secret line uh but i guess it was only in springfield so if you were lucky enough you got the big mac special sauce yes a bottle which i <laughs> I believe it's pretty much Thousand Island, even though they say it's not. No, I think it's like Tastes Thousand Island and close. like some type of very mild um, uh, mustard. There's actually a lot that goes into it. I found I read it online once what it is, and it's it's about half Thousand Island dressing, and the rest is like a mixture of a bunch of other things. But you knew that had to be the base, right? Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, one of it looks the, o- the same. Yeah. One of the other uh, funny things about this uh, was. Because we're we're saying um, we've been talking about this for a while because it is pretty cool, interesting. Um, we're sa- we're giving them credit for being so interactive with social media, but then they're choosing Twitter as their main platform, and it's like, guys, you really should be doing this on Instagram. You really should be doing. It. But um, you know, kudos to uh, kudos for the idea. Just uh, you know, seven on the execution, I think. <laughs> But you know it is you know it's a I, like like you said a lot of people are doing a lot less and uh, they'll still get a good amount of because uh, you know people are just going to say oh tweet it yeah you mean Instagram mm-hmm. and so, who doesn't like free right so, well the yeah. big thing is free for for three hours worth of free burgers they're going to get more um, more attention than they could ever buy for of course and I mean imagine if it really was an ATM do you think there would be uh, no chaos. For three hours, people well, just pressing the button. I think it'll look. I think it'll look cool, and that's why they're calling it a burger course. ATM. So, uh, Cam, I think it's time we uh, transition to the wide world of food. Hey, ladies, this is Cam Galleon, aka Prince Eric, and this 
is the wide world of food. <laughs> Never gets old. Thank you, Cam. Uh, Lisa, your first time hearing uh, the new intro thoughts. I'm blushing. <laughs> <laughs> I love how Cam uh, Cam produced. So charming. It is, but he produced it in such a way where after he finishes, there's like two seconds go by, and then it's Barry White going keybone, <laughs> like right at the end. Very smart. Uh, so lots of um, lots of beer related stories in the news. Uh, obviously, the Super Bowl is. Uh, Fast approaching, still over a week away, and um, silly restaurants, gas stations, liquor stores are all doing silly things. And one of them, this gas station uh, in, Flo- in uh, is it Florida or no Georgia, Georgia, pulls all Boston-based Sam Adams beer ahead of the Super Bowl. Now I, I actually don't blame them. <laughs> well, I kind of laughed when I saw this because anyone I would pull Sam Adams too. Well, anyone who knows knows that most of Sam Adams is actually made in Pennsylvania, not, not in Boston or Massachusetts. Um, dun dun dun. So jokes on you, gas station attendant or whatever. Yeah, I prefer my um, real craft local beer, even though Sam Adams paints itself as the Boston beer. Yep. Not so much. Well, I mean, it is good beer. It's just, you know, anyway. Uh, gas station in Gainesville, Georgia. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, is not selling Boston brewed Sam. Well, it's not Boston brewed, but I, I forget where I pulled this uh, story from, but I should go back and, like, correct them. Uh, Boston-based Sam Adams beer until after the Atlanta Falcons face off with the New England Patriots at Super Bowl 51. If you're in Gainesville, Georgia, and want a Sam Adams beer, don't go to Browns Bridge Exxon Gas Station. <laughs> I mean, even you, Cam is like, he's like, I come feel on. like Browns Bridge Exxon, Exxon gas, gas station, station is maybe selling a lot of uh, Natty Ice and Bud Lights. And yeah. Lights. Hey, don't say any. Everyone, this is now, you are now the third person who's made fun of Natty Ice. I don't think I'm, Natty I'm Ice. I'm sorry. No, By you its can. proper name. No. Water. Yeah. <laughs> you can make fun you, of Natty Ice. You like, I, I like to stay hydrated. I, d- I don't see anything. I mean, it's yes, it is a light beer, but I don't see, I mean, it's it doesn't taste bad to me. It's very refreshing. As just wa- like water yes, is. Just like water is, yes. Uh, Brown's Bridge Exxon Gas Station. <laughs> All out of Sam Adams. I'm, uh, the, the, the people in the greater Gainesville area yeah, in I'm, Georgia I'm sure, are going to be um, so upset. Hop Switch isn't the most popular <laughs> beer that they're buying right I now. Wonder, I wonder what the most popular beer at Brown's Bridge Exxon Gas Station in Gainesville, Florida, uh, Georgia. I want to say Florida because... All the crazy, funny stuff is from Florida. Um, what the Browns Bridge Exxon Gas Station's number one uh, selling beer is. I, I think it would be Bud Light, right? I'm going to go with Bud. I, I think Bud, Bud Light. So, uh, Believe it or not, uh, we have a caller on this, wants to chime in, I believe, on this topic, uh, just because the call came in so fast. Doug from Question Mark. I'm here. How are you? I am well. Uh, you're on Taste of Massachusetts. What uh, What did you want to uh, chime in on? Well, uh, there was something else before, but you guys are talking about, like, gas station beers. So I wanted to mention, have you ever been to Sheets? I have not. Where is that? Sheets. Well, you can find them in New Jersey. It's like the, um, if you really want, like, a, a good sandwich at the end of the night and want to go to a gas station, 
You can get the beer there, but you can also get a great sandwich. Where, uh, Doug, where are you calling from? I'm calling from Quincy. Oh, I actually, I just started exploring AM radio and I found you guys. Oh, great. So, <laughs> I, no, not a lot. Is that, is that weird? No, no, no. Just, I was just going to say, not a lot of people traveling, uh, to New Jersey, uh, for sandwiches, which, uh, is, is totally fine. So, where do you like in Quincy? Um, well, there used to be this place called, uh, Stadium. It's long up there, but if you want great steak tips, try assembly. Absolutely. Have you been to, uh, the Fat Cat in Quincy yet? Yes, of course. And what type of mac did you get? What kind of mac and cheese did you try? Well, I mean, there's a mil, well, not a million kinds, but they'll make it, uh, they'll make it in various ways, but, uh. It's so good there. <laughs> it's, it's all good there. I, yeah. I, I actually, um, I, I haven't been in a while, but a friend of mine did a uh, challenge burger there one time, and uh, that's always, I think it's, was it a 10-pound challenge burger at uh, the Fat Cat? Sounds a bit rough. Yeah, it's a, no, it's, uh, it's a little too much for me, but it's uh, it's definitely uh, definitely worth trying. Anywhere else in Quincy you like? I mean, one, one of the places, uh, I'm, I'm blanking on it, of course, uh, there's a great Argentinian uh, steakhouse, uh, but they, they've kind of branched out and... Um, they they do just so much. Um, they they do they do. Excuse me. They have such an amazing wine list. Um, and of course, my mind's blanking on it now. But my sure. my very good friend uh, Kerry Byrne from uh, from Quincy. He's kind of the the unofficial mayor of Quincy. Is always speaking its praise. Well, we were talking sure. about dim sum earlier. If right on Hancock, the China has amazing dim sum right in Quincy. If you've ever. Been oh my there. God! What? I apologize. What is your name? Lisa. Lisa, I apologize. Um, I've heard the same thing, and I went to I went to my for my birthday. I had my girlfriend who hates Chinese food take me to the China to get dim sum, and it was like six o'clock at night, and they were like, "Sorry, dim sum is closed." Yeah, I think you, you had to like, do it before like three o'clock, maybe. Yeah. Definitely so go there. Check it out. Time. So Doug, the uh, um, the other place in Quincy you really have to try is Alba. Yeah, yeah, I've been to Alba. Oh, you have? Um, have you ever been there in the summer on their rooftop deck? Unbelievable view. Unbel- I have been. Yeah, I mean it, it's you you forget that you're in the middle of a city. It's unbelievable. They do, they do such a great job there. Sure. Yeah, it's great. Um, what about hot pot? You guys like hot pot? We still talking about meals? <laughs> <laughs> You're, you're talking to the right person because Lisa is, uh, the page she runs on Instagram is Pork and Pints Boston. And so if you're talking hot pot, basically, uh, quick, uh, cooking, cooking any type of yes. pork and whatnot, uh, right in Over, front of you. Yeah, boiling is, is liquids. Going, yeah, of it's course. definitely going to be right up her alley. Yeah, I like hot pot because there's a bit of danger involved. Like, you might burn yourself. Are you talking? <laughs> There, there, there is. Doug, we're already, we're up against the break. Uh, any final thoughts before I have to let you go? I uh, know. Thanks for letting me call. Thank you. Thank you, Doug, for calling. Five zero eight eight seven one seven thousand is the number to join us here on Taste of Massachusetts. When we come back, we're going to do Vinny's girly drink of the week and continue with uh, the wide world of food here on Taste of Massachusetts. And of course, that 
song means it's time for Vinny's Girly Drink of the Week, brought to you by Julio's Liquors in Westboro, not your typical liquor store. Check them out at juliosliquors.com for all upcoming events, tastings. They've got a uh, port and porter tasting event coming up. Mm. On uh, I don't think uh, two port and porters. So port wine and yeah. porter beers. And there's a second year doing it, and the first year they did it last year, it was ridiculous. It was packed the whole I time. I could absolutely get on board with that. Yeah, they uh, they do free wine tastings almost every Thursday night, and uh, it's amazing how many. What every Wednesday night is Whiskey Wednesday. They do. Uh, I know I you're on the radio. <laughs> yeah, I know you're on the radio on Wednesdays, but they do. Um, every Wednesday night they do a free whiskey tasting called Whiskey Wednesdays, and some of them are just. Like, I've been to them just to listen to the craft and just mm-hmm. how all the people have such stories. So, uh, great, uh, great place, obviously, a sponsor and, uh, just fun place anyway. Uh, check them out, julioslickers.com. So, Vinny's Girly Drink of the Week this week brought to you by Pork and Pints Boston. Uh, thank you for the photo. The Rumaway Fish. Drink, which basically is a giant, uh, looks like a giant margarita <laughs> yeah. slash half of a fish bowl. Yeah, it, I mean, it, it must have weighed at least like 20 pounds. Yeah, so it's called the Rum Away Fish. It is vodka, coconut rum, blue, say it because I, I can never say <laughs> that damn word, and energy drink uh, at Kings in Burlington. And once again, uh, photo uh, posted on our social media right now on Taste of Massachusetts, photo by Pork and Pints Boston, thank you very much. That is Vinny's Girly Drink of the Week. Yeah, I mean, just a pre-warning, you will... <laughs> this is a buddy drink. Be, yeah, shaking after because it has so much sugar in it. But, of course, you're probably at King's to go bowling, so why not? It's one of those just fun, shareable drinks. Yeah, there, there's... I think the best part about it is all the little Swedish fish that are at the bottom with the cherries, and yeah, you try to get them. It's pretty, uh, it's pretty insane looking. Yeah, and, so, and don't be that friend that sticks your hand in the drink to no, try to get it. just get a fork, stab yeah. those little... <laughs> fishies and then uh and then enjoy and and of course there's nothing that is going to burn more calories than bowling so of thank course. god you can work off all those See, that's the problem with kings i'm not well coming from the north shore i'm not used to the big ball bowling right it was all Always about the candle, candle pin. pin yep so i go into kings and make a complete embarrassment of myself not from drinking too much but just from bowling well thank god uh Thank God Kings exists. Uh, what, what's some of the other, uh, Splitsville down mm-hmm. in Foxborough? Um, actually, they're putting a Splitsville, I think, in Framingham or some, someplace really close. I can't wait to, to see them, uh, them open. But, uh, it's kind of weird because, you know, 20 years ago, bowling was such an old white guy thing and now it's just made it's, this massive comeback. No matter what day of the week you go, they're always crazy. Yeah. Crazy busy. And, uh, they also do a lot of them, um, because they, because it's bowling, it's conducive for a lot of charity events. Mm -hmm. Uh, you can have kids go. Usually they separate the place out. So there's one side that's alcohol free. Well, here's one fun thing. The one in Linfield actually has, uh, bocce. No. They do. And you just got excited. I didn't realize that. (laughs) Yep. Somebody's I, taking a trip to Linfield. Well, no, I used <laughs> I used to know the marketing director over there, and uh, she never told me that. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm on the South Shore now in Bridgewater, so, oh, uh, well. See, this is why everyone, every now and then we have that North Shore, South Shore discussion, and it's like, 
Okay, the South Shore has better beaches, but the North Shore yeah, see, well, when is better year-round. past seven years, I've been living in Boston, so I've been Switzerland. I've been right, right. in the middle, very, you know, uh, right in the middle. Uh, now I'm back on the North Shore. So, so you're official? I've, I've regained okay. that, yeah. We're it's, better than you. Yeah. <laughs> so short <laughs> status. Nana, boo boo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, back to the wide world of food. And, uh, actually, this is, I think, the first time we're actually leaving the world for food. So, new, uh, new story. This is, uh, actually broke yesterday, uh, three or four different places. These college students want to brew beer on the moon. A team of engineering students from the University of California, San Diego, is hoping to turn that frothy dream into a reality. So when we come back, we're going to get into this story and uh, and so much more here on Taste of Massachusetts. Moon beer. Moon beer. <laughs> Welcome back. I need to get another water. I'm like, I'm, I'm so dehydrated today. I don't know why. Uh, welcome back, everybody, to Taste of Massachusetts, uh, talking about uh, going through our wide world of food. And I do want to uh, kind of touch back on this story that these college students want to brew beer on the moon. So um, what they did, uh, long, I, I don't want to read the whole thing verbatim, but um, they want to see if, it, if the process is going to um, be hindered or helped in a low gravity situation, because the moon has about one sixth one sixth the Earth's gravity. Wow! I need a water. I can't freaking speak. Mon- oh God, Cam! Thank you very much. <laughs> can't we that. do anything normal though? No. I mean, we have to. And you know what it is? What? It's all us millennials. <laughs> it's, it's never good enough. And, you know, somebody sitting in class saying, you know what I could do with that beer? I brew it on the moon. Yeah, they're I'm like. I'm sure they were probably <clears throat> smoking something funny. I don't, I don't want to blame uh, millennials. I want to blame, I, I don't want to blame millennials. I want to blame hipsters. I think this is a hipster thing like, of course it is. oh, you don't drink beer brewed on the moon? Oh, you didn't know it and existed? And that's the thing, like, I hate <laughs> those kind of people. Yeah, hipsters, it, yeah. Those are, uh, unfortunately, a lot of the people you find at, some of your local breweries yes, I, on Saturday and Sunday. I do like the um, fact. No, that, you don't smell strawberries. Yes. Uh, <laughs> there's no the, strawberries. The, fra- the phrase in here, the idea started with a few laughs amongst friends. Yeah. I Did think, it. <laughs> I think it started with uh, a lighter being, uh, right. being snapped a little and maybe some type of uh, funny smelling cigarettes. Um, but I, I, so the, the actual science behind it is kind of interesting. Um, basically they do all the prep work, uh, before yeast is added, uh, on earth. And then in order to avoid, um, sanitation and safety issues, the team combines the fermented and carbonation phases, uh, rather than separating them to eliminate the need for releasing, uh, accumulated CO2. So basically what happens is it's going to be this canister 
And once the canister lands on the moon, the two separate chambers will be combined. You know, there'll be some type of probably a, um, some type of valve that they can radio to, to, tw- to turn and then everything will be mixed together and then they'll see if it works. But see, my only concern would be that the problem with beer is it needs temperature has to be perfect. Right. And especially if you're making a lager, forget about it. <laughs> the the precision. So I'm I'm just wondering about the travel to the moon, and that it is in a, a what a climate controlled vehicle. Yeah, I yeah. And then the uh, the funny thing is, this is going to be uh, brought to the moon with a rover that lands on the moon uh, before the valve gets open for the two compartments. So there's going to be a lot of uh, moving parts in this. <laughs> I just don't necessarily know if this we is the best. We can figure out yeah, th- if there's life on Mars. But, hey, we can bring Bud Lights up to the moon. It's cool. It'll be interesting. I, I just wonder who's sponsoring this. And I mean, this is like. Yeah, you know I, what? I'm assuming the uh, cost of this is not cheap. <laughs> no. it's Well, I, I think they said something like the cost of sending anything to the moon that weighs one pound is X X number of dollars because everything is, you know, they can calculate all that stuff. Uh, not sure this is a great use. I just hoping no public funds are being used for this. <laughs> you know, let let some grant money go to it. But uh, ugh, I digress. So the funny thing is when when writing these shows, because usually, like when I say write the show, I mean do the show prep, pull the stories. Every now and then, uh, there's certain themes that just flow through the shows as we. As I as I prep for them and pull stories, so we we're now having yet another technology slash beer story, and this one uh, this one though I think is a great idea. Funny, the delivery bot can fetch pizza and beer. You got it. You got a customer now. This I'm yeah, this <laughs> is a good idea. Like, think about how much money they're spending on sending beer to to the moon. Uh, let's take those money those dollars. Reallocate this them country towards is getting fatter and fatter by the moment. But let's do it for something good, like a bot, a robot that can fetch pizza and beer. Uh, what's better than ordering snacks and beer? Uh, snacks, pizza, and beer. I can personally think of several things better. Um, but having a robot go get it for you. So this robot is called Little Funny, F-U-N-N-I-E. Uh, it's a robot that just made an appearance at the Software for Artist event in Brooklyn, New York. Hipster. Um, on Sunday, and it uh, went to a pizza store in the area and delivered both pizza and drinks to the guests at the nonprofit foundation Pioneer Works, um, and did so successfully. Now I don't know how how interactive this was with human. I don't know if there was like, you know, a dude with a joystick walking behind <laughs> it the whole time. Yeah. But uh, definitely an interesting interesting concept. If I mean, we're else. talking about you know. Cars pretty soon are yep. going to be driverless. Yeah, I do. Uh, Might I as well like have a bot that's getting me my beer and pizza. Yeah. Um, the, the whole driverless cars thing freaks me out. Because, of course it does. Absolutely. Well, for, for a couple of reasons. <laughs> Number one, insurance companies are going to hate it because you don't know who to sue. Mm-hmm. And insurance is, companies are all about suing people. Yeah, there was an article out recently. I think the Times posted about it. Uh, researchers believe that... Th- like these driverless cars are going to be bullied from other cars that have drivers in them. 
Oh, right, because if, if yeah. their programming is to avoid all other cars, mm-hmm. people are just going to, like, totally cut them off. Yeah, hopefully that Fingers means that, are going like, to be flying. <laughs> hopefully that How do you give a finger that. to a robot that doesn't even care? I'm I so, mean, I'm hopefully sorry, that what? keeps people driving their own cars, because I feel like driverless cars is not a good idea. Like, there's certain the only way I can imagine that working is if all of them are interconnected in some way. Yeah, and but like still in the day and age where hacking is is ex- very exactly. I mean, I'm not giving any ideas to the terrorists, but <laughs> no, I'm sure they've already thought of like, it. They're like, <laughs> let's yeah, let's stay behind. I, I can't. Which I mean, I can't I'm, even make I'm a joke. A I can't even make a joke. I was going to be like, Ahmed, you know what they do? No, I can't even like. I'm not even going to go there. I'm not even going to go there. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I'm not a great driver, uh, so a driverless car well, no, is probably much better than we, I am. We actually but. are. Massachusetts is the number one drivers because we all drive defensively, mm-hmm. and because we drive defensively, we're better drivers. Yeah. So if we... In Canada, okay. yeah. uh, fun fact, oh, I was going to say, in Canada, they're actually pulling people over for being too nice. <laughs> they are not. Because, yes, it's causing too many car accidents. Oh, right. No, because, you go. Right, and no, then they go. both go at the same time, and it's... Uh, uh, short, uh, sweet spe- uh, fender bender, but Canada, the nicer United States. Yes, the 51st state. They hate when I say that. <laughs> I actually, I'll tell you a funny story. It was with uh, I was in D.C. for this crazy conference, and there were a bunch of Canadians, very nice people. And so I don't know why they all went out. They, they were all like drinking together with Americans, and they were like one upping each other. And uh, one of the guys from Canada says, "Yeah, well, in the War of 1812, we burnt your capital." And uh this this dude from Texas, Jason, six foot nine, uh Mason, literally like uh, like actually picks up bricks and stacks them himself. Six foot nine, mountain of a man, massive beard, Confederate flag shirt wearing type of guy, and he goes, Yeah, well at least we had a capital to burn. <laughs> <laughs> and as soon as like one of my favorite that comebacks of all comeback. time. I'm super convinced that Canada is the greatest place on earth. Yeah, why? Because you've been to Montreal. <laughs> Oh no, I, I I have uh, relatives from there too, but it's just the most laid back place in the world, yeah. and all they do is watch hockey and drink beer, which yeah. is like that's what why you they're happy right. and nicer. That Absolutely. is all they're I like, could no, ever you ask first. for. <laughs> and their whiskey is really smooth. I don't know why or how, but their whiskey, hmm. Canadian Club, always smooth. For the longest time, it was like the number one uh, selling whiskey in America um, until I don't know, I don't know. But I digress. Fun facts about Canada. Their Niagara is better than ours. I don't Great know. place. <laughs> <laughs> and they're, uh, they've created poutine, which is one of my favorite foods. Yeah. Oh, it is. It is pretty good. Uh, I tell every restaurant, if you do French fries, if you do gravy, and if you have cheese, why are you not offering poutine? Everybody would order poutine. And no, and a lot of restaurants just won't do it. And I'm specifically like, going somewhere this weekend just because they have poutine. Well, I like to say... Um, you do nachos, right? Yes. They're a pain in the butt to put together. Absolutely. Poutine's easy. Three ingredients. Mm-hmm. Ah, more stories, of course, involving beer. This is, uh, I, I, I still think this is just a novelty. Beer yoga seems like a stretch. What? But I'm But it's also good for what ails you. This is actually <laughs> really funny because my friend Jeremy sent me this picture today telling me how he's addicted to it. And if you can see in the picture, unfortunately, our listeners can't. Yeah. Uh, he Wait, is, is he drinking beer with that, too? Uh, yep, drinking beer. 
And it's yoga. Yeah. My eyesight's horrible. I'm sorry. I can't see a damn... I mean, I I see it, but, like, that's why I squint and stuff. Um, So the crazy thing is, uh, I don't know how big of a thing this is, but I do want to say, in my argument against this being a thing, it seems to be invented in Germany. And we know... A lot of things in Germany that are invented aren't really good ideas. (laughs) Other than beer, you know, they had one good invention 500 years ago and everything else. Yeah, I'm not a huge fan of the yoga. (laughs) I call it the yoga. The yoga. Um, It's it's just like an anxiety thing and too many people around and you're stretching. A lot of people, and I I think fear having gas in, in yoga. Imagine now if you're drinking beer. Yeah, exactly. I mean, and I get beer burps, so that's it's not going to well, be a I, good Well, I combo. just think it's weird that, like, hey. I'm My lo- yoga is picking it up and putting it down. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's, I just think it's weird, like, hey, I'm going to go put my feet above my head around 30 or 40 other strangers. Yeah. Like, yeah, probably not. Well, people go to center themselves and, you know, uh, let your mind wander. After a few beers, my mind yeah, is wandering. Don't need no help with I'm that. I'm good. I'm body, mind, and, myself yes, body in mind this and, chair. Body, mind, and soul are one when I have a few beers. Of course. Um, I just think it's, oh, it's such a weird, like I said, weird as it is, and then you're talking about it being invented in Berlin, Germany. So uh, not, yeah. really, not really feeling it, Berlin. Um, let's do this. Let's take a quick break, and then we come back. Oreo beer. Yep, it's a real thing. This isn't just a joke. No way. It's from the Vale. And yes. I can tell you that is a fantastic brewery in North Carolina. So when we come oh, back Virginia. when we come back on Taste Massachusetts. Final segment of the night here on Taste of Massachusetts. Very, very fast show. Always a fast, great show when uh, Lisa's on the show. Lisa from at Pork and Pines Boston on Instagram. Definitely give her a follow. Uh, as promised, we're going to get into Oreo beer. Yes, it is real. It is a real thing, and it's being done. Oh, and uh, you said you know. Heart. You said you know, you're familiar with this brewery, yes, Vale so Brewery. Vale. Uh, v e i l. They're phenomenal. I said before the break, they're in uh, North Carolina. Uh, they're actually out of Virginia. Virginia. My friend recently went to North Carolina, where the, it was available because you can't get this right. up here. Uh, I know them because they have a beer called "I Don't Want to Be You." So if anybody <laughs> knows anything about IPAs. Uh, they can sometimes be bitter, and that's what turns a lot of people off. IBU is uh, the bittering unit, the scale, to yep. say how bitter it is. Uh, somehow, they create a zero bittering unit beer, and it's a double IPA. Wow. So So they uh, what they're putting out is phenomenal. I think 
they're really kind of cutting edge, very much like Trillium, which mm-hmm. is local. Yep. Uh, and really pushing the limits on what do you can tri- do. Do you know if Trillium's new brewery opened yet? In Canton? Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, it's been open. Oh, for it a has. While. And it's really great because they're bringing in a lot of food trucks and food events. Um, you can sign up for their newsletter, which is phenomenal. They send out, you know, they don't crowd your email. Right. But once a week with big events that are coming up, they're killing it right now. Yeah, I tell everyone, um, with the, just in regards to email, people, once every three weeks. Mm-hmm. Like, in order for you to have a once a week email, you have to have a lot of interesting content. Like, it really, like, seriously, don't, uh, you know, once every three weeks. You're gonna um, be giving me some like Oreo beers. Or f- exactly, <laughs> or, or free, or free uh, contests, or great, you know, just great stuff. Other than that, like once every three weeks is probably fine. Um, but uh, I thought this was pretty interesting. Seven uh, percent robust chocolate milk stout uh, is what uh, this Oreo beer is uh, using. They uh, condition the beer on a hundred pounds of Oreo cookies. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> uh, so I, I, I would want to try. I'm this internally just to try dying it. right now. <laughs> so they allow it to soak up the flavors uh, after a brewer feels the flavors have worked together long enough. Those additional ingredients are removed, so you don't have chunky Oreos in your beer. Obviously, um, I don't know. Um, Here's the thing that I'm nervous about yep. because I a lot of people put out these beers that are sugars. Uh, Southern Southern Tier is a perfect example of this. They do the chocolate, the creme brulee. Everybody's like, gets all excited. Have a whole entire bottle of that. It's not a good scene. So all of these beers are really good to mix. Mm -hmm. So if you actually do take a stout and then mix it with this or even an ale and kind of play around. That's what's good about getting a bunch of stuff and just messing around with it. Cam, i got to throw this just to you. Is this something you would want to try? 100%. 100%. Okay. Great. This would be a great dessert beer. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So, I mean, man. Forget the cappuccino. How the hell are we going to get, like, I need, to, I need to get this just to, oh, see, the, the laws, the laws of Massachusetts suck. I want to dunk my Oreos in <laughs> Exactly. Or I want to make, um, you, you know how they make, uh, have you ever made Guinness or ever had Guinness ice cream? You just put a little Guinness on the ice cream? No. <laughs> No, they actually you you actually flavor the ice cream with Guinness. No, it's amazing. It's amazingly good. It's smooth. Uh, it's all. It has like more of a coffee flavor to mm-hmm. it, but the Guinness is still there. But it's not. Um, it's it's just great. I, I mean, I I've I've made it. Uh, I've had it made for me. A lot of places, local places, will do it for restaurants specific. But I would love to make an ice cream out of this and I don't I'm not even an ice cream person but I'd love to have this Oreo beer made into an ice cream because I think the flavors would just be very uh they'd be very interesting it would almost be like you know what I mean mm-hmm. I I think that would be uh that would be pretty pretty good um damn I want to do both these stories but uh, I'm not going to get to both um we're, we we got to do the the funner one or the the more fun I don't even know what but I do want to say really quickly uh because I know you're a Disney fan. Uh, Disney's doubt now doing a restaurant experience in Disneyland, $15,000, 12 people, and uh, you basically get to have a, I think it's a seven-course dinner in Walt Disney's private apartment in Disneyland. Oh. So I know you're a Disney person, so keep that story. So awesome. But um, we got to move on. Final story of the night is going to be 
Twinkie ice cream is now on grocery shelves. This uh, broke All two right. days ago. I'm a little nervous because, yeah, the Twinkies were just recalled a couple weeks ago. So did they just take all the recalled <laughs> Twinkies and they're like, if we freeze it, it freezes the Listeria in it? Uh, no, th- this this probably no. has <laughs> to start. They probably have to start from scratch. The freezer burn gets uh, rid of the equal, yeah, I heard. No, no, no. You can't. Those buggies can last in space. They're going to last forever. <laughs> um, so Twinkies are obviously one of the most beloved snacks out there. And now the only way to make it better is to jam a bunch of them into ice cream form. Hostess has done this, uh, teaming up with Nestle. I have not seen this or heard of it. Uh, I saw the story, like I said, the story broke uh, three days ago now, two days ago when I pulled it. And, uh, man, this is this is a great idea because everyone has, for a birthday party, ice cream and cake. This is basically just ice cream and cake all in one. Combine it. I mean, how, how has no one thought of this before? See, now, now I feel like I want a Twinkie stuffed with ice cream. Yes. Oh, stuffed that w- with... Twinkie ice cream. <laughs> See, that most is things Twinkie that, Inception. Most things that involve Twinkies don't really. I I don't know. I don't even think Twinkies are that good. But ice cream in the middle of a Twinkie—that is a revolutionary idea. Well, I know they. Um, a lot of places are starting to fill cupcakes with like soft serve ice cream, mm-hmm. which I think is still pretty cool. Put it in a bowl. You can probably eat it in a way that isn't too messy. Um, <laughs> But uh, this, I, I, there's something about Twinkies, like, regardless, like, I don't know anyone that hates Twinkies. Like, there are people who like them, who love them, who, and eh, you know, they're okay. But there's no one who goes, I, Twinkies, ugh, I hate those. No one ever says that about Twinkies. People say that about so many different It's one foods. of those food, isn't it supposed to last, like, nine years or something? And it's yeah, a very but, long shelf life. Yes, but I only think that's because, uh, so... Some of the things that are in it. No, 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 because sponge, basically all these sponge cakes, um, what they do is, in order to give them a long shelf life, they make them, instead of with eggs, they remove some of the eggs and, and various milk and proteins and replace it with oil. Mm-hmm. when they're cooking it so it lasts longer because oil is usually pretty stable and obviously they're in an airtight little plastic container so they last a long time heat doesn't affect it because nothing's in there it's a sealed you know little universe of its own um and that's why they last long um obviously there's it's you know usually higher salt content the longer something lasts obviously that's sugar not salt that's Twinkie it ice cream Twinkie ice it. cream uh, also available in cup in Hostess cupcake and snowball flavors, mm. snowball ones. That's a snowball ice yeah. cream. That's pretty funny. I like so, that. So uh, that's going to do it for us tonight here on Taste of Massachusetts. Time always goes by so quickly, uh, especially when you're on the show. You always have so much to add, which we absolutely love. Thank you very much, Lisa. From oh my gosh! Thank you so much again for having me on. Absolutely, so much fun. Follow her on Pork and Pints Boston on Instagram. Cam, excellent job behind the glass. Thank you for the water. Stay tuned next for the ultimate culture shock going from this show to Michael Savage and the Savage Nation. I'm sure he's uh, pretty happy about everything Donald Trump's doing this week here on AMA 30 WCRN.